welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. So we're in the middle of a series called the Startup Pregnant 10 by 10, and it's 10 episodes that are 10 minutes each, and they're focused on the core values of the Startup Pregnant philosophy. If you haven't heard the first one or the second one yet, go back a couple of episodes and listen to number one and number two. Today, we're on core value number three, and this core value is all about work-life balance, or as I like to say, the myth of work-life balance. So today's episode is looking at our third core value. This core value is that work-life balance is a myth. Yes, I said it. Work-life balance is not something that we're going for. Instead, there is work-life fit and there is tension. So Startup Pregnant's third core value is that the strive towards some sort of perfect work-life balance is a myth. And it is a fruitless exercise, frankly. Life is always changing, and our goals, many of them are often in tension with each other. And that tension is actually what creates interesting results. For example, many women have shared that they adore their businesses and their work lives, and their families are what created this hard edge and set new boundaries in how they approach their work. They had to revolutionize themselves and their understanding and their relationship with work. Left untended, many of these women have told me that they would work all the time, nonstop. And I would probably identify closer to that side of the spectrum on a personal scale. I can work all the time. It's fun to work. It's satisfying to work. There's um, short-term, shallow, immediate wins and gains, um, not shallow, even some deep ones. And And sometimes having the tension of something else in your life can create better results. So instead of some idealized myth of this perfect balance, we strive to find the right fit for us as individuals. Not only do we strive to find the right fit as individuals, but we recognize that the right fit could be something that is different moment to moment and season to season. So a few notes to unpack this as a philosophy. One way to think about this is in terms of yoga. So when you achieve, if you're familiar with yoga and you've done the postures before, great. If you haven't, consider some sort of athletic example where you are trying to reach or let's say you're trying to grab something off of a top shelf or you're trying to pick up your kid while also grabbing the backpack, but you have the scooter under your hand and somehow you need to navigate the front door open. Well, let's also add in a stroller. All right. You with me? So I'm going to use yoga, but you can picture any of these ideas. One of the things that is really important in the idea of balance in yoga is when you achieve a balanced pose in yoga, there's both a beautiful stacking of your skeletal architecture, as well as the strength of physical exertion that's happening in your musculature. So you are working really hard. Your muscles are are engaged and they're strong. You have aligned certain pieces in 
in the architectural configuration. So your bones are aligned, your weight is distributed equally, the pressure and the physics of it are moving. Like there is activity happening and there's energy flowing through your body as you are achieving this state of a balance in a pose. You are at work while you are creating this pose of balance. And it is actually this work that is more interesting. So balance isn't something that we just slump back against a wall and sit back and be like, aha, it's achieved. I have achieved it. Therefore, it's no longer necessary to work towards it. And once achieved, I've unlocked some key and some success and I never have to think about it again. Instead, I like to think about this idea of this fit and this tension and this activity that happens where we are engaged in the pursuit and the striving and the work of doing it allows us moment by moment to achieve really beautiful results. You can achieve the the momentary and the magic of that effortlessness, the superhero-ness of managing to get all of those pieces out the front door while not dropping the stroller down the, the staircase. You know, all of these things, you tucking your foot around. That is, there's like this beautiful moment, but it is not effortless and it is not permanent. You are at work in creating this pose. And so what's interesting about this work too is thinking about how do these things come up against each other and what shapes do you create when you're both in harmony and when you're in tension? So instead of thinking of work-life balance as this like mythological ideal or the state to be achieved, then it might be an idea of a state that we achieve at, at certain moments or certain points, but it's not an ongoing place of arrival. Life is really far too dynamic for that. To layer a few ideas into this philosophy, you can think of music as another example. In music, there are moments of dissonance. You can hear maybe the horns honking in the background, depending on how well this microphone is working. (laughs) But even in music, the dissonance can be quite beautiful. And there's moments when that tension, that struggle is the beauty. Another important point is that it's cyclical. I don't think that we believe that it's supposed to be all one way at any given moment of the of the time. And what this does for us as a philosophy, I think it can ease up on the pressure that you have to you have to be the same person at work that you were say pre-children to the way that you are in work when they are very very young. And then know again that the cycles will change again in the years to come and there may be moments where One element or mode or purpose or drive takes on more of the space in your life and role, and you acknowledge that and you know it, and that this thing is changing and that you have choice and that you have, there is a beauty in the striving and that in the striving, there is a tension that actually creates the next level of ourselves and of our work, and there isn't some sort of perfect that we can somehow achieve. So the last thing I'll leave in this philosophy riff is when we take the stance that work-life balance is a myth, that it doesn't actually exist, what it frees us up to do is to think about how work can change. And the idea that what work looks like is, is in need of radical reinventions. And there are some great books on this subject. Cal Newport and his Ode to Deep Work, 
And the idea that what we've done by not having enough constraints in our work world around protecting the deep work and the striving is we're now just kind of in a mumble jumble of, well, we'll just default to what's easiest because we don't have a declarative understanding of what's most important. It's a wonderful book on rethinking what work looks like if you're in the knowledge industry in the information age and the internet age. The fallacy of the open offices is something that's been under examination over the last 20 years. And yet companies are still saying that to achieve collaboration and serendipity, we need to have lots of open spaces and no space for privacy and deep work. And there's a number of introverts and experts that are starting to reject this idea, like Susan Cain and her book Quiet and her work in understanding what great workplaces look like, and even Gretchen Rubin, and then many, many articles on why open office structures just don't work. And another book that you can look into to start to question these ideas further is the book called The Work Revolution. So with this philosophy, core value number three, that work-life balance is a myth, that instead there is fit and there is tension. Then the question for you, listener, is when do you need to let go of the need to achieve the perfect idea of balance? And when you do that, what does it free you up to do instead? So an inquiry in your own life might be, where does this ideal, this need, this desire to achieve work-life balance show up? How does it come up in your own life? How do you feel about the term work-life balance? Is it something that you struggle with? Is it something that you want or crave? Is it something that you think is ridiculous? Why or why not? Thanks again for listening to the 10 by 10 series, these core values of the Startup Pregnant philosophy and the Startup Pregnant podcast. I'm really enjoying bringing these to you. And as with everything, life is a work in progress. So we came up with these core values and we're presenting them in their very first form in this first iteration. And it's our intention that down the line, several months, maybe a year from now, we'll come back and reflect on how did they work and what's stuck and, and what's changed about what we believe. So thanks for listening to this series. And I invite you to join us on the blog at startuppregnant.com to add your reflections to each of these core values. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode.